0: God and uh, wonderful truth in it so Proverbs chapter 12 you are there let's pray ask God to help us tonight Uh, father we are anticipating a wonderful time around the word we're thankful that you've given it and uh, pray that you would stir us tonight help us uh, once again to see uh, your truth in light of our own lives what we need Uh, feed us today and help us to leave this place determined to be well-pleasing to you. And uh, may we act on things we need to. May we respond to things as we ought. May we rejoice in uh, in what we're, we know and are doing already. And we'll thank you for your help. In Jesus' name, amen. The year was 19, 1848, excuse me, 1848. The place, London. There was a, a cholera epidemic. No one knew the cause. Panic was widespread. A guy by the name of Dr. John Snow uh, took and studied the deaths of 89 people. You say, uh, why did he study 89 people? Well, it was one week in a certain district of London where where these people uh, had died. And so He wanted to do a study and see if he could figure out what was going on in this one district of London. Somehow, he discovered that all but two of those had been been taking drinks from or had received water from the Broad Street Well. Well, there was an emergency meeting of this concerned city leaders, obviously, and Dr. Snow was at that meeting, and he was asked the advice that he had, and his answer was rather simple. Take the handle off the Broad Street pump. Well, they listened. It was done. And the epidemic in that quarter of the city ceased. Removing the pump handle, though, was only a temporary outward solution. It didn't solve the fundamental problem, which they didn't understand in that day, um, And they didn't know exactly what to do. The cholera came from sewage that was seeping into the well, poisoning it. And the well needed the source of contamination obviously removed to secure a safe water supply for the future. The Bible in Proverbs chapter 4 pictures the heart as a spring or a well. In Proverbs 4.23, we read these words, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Someone in, in writing on the verse and, and relating to the story said, Sewage in the heart poisons the whole life. So we must be continually on our guard against the subtle spiritual sewage that would trickle in and pollute our lives. It might be a hurt, an offense that can fill us with bitterness. It might be a hint of gossip that can finish a friendship. It might be a repeat sin which can plunge us into guilt or depression, whatever the case may be. It might be frantic busyness of life or laziness that can dull the heart with apathy toward God. He said this, we've all met people whose spiritual lives have been sidetracked and crippled by failing to guard their hearts diligently. And that is so true. And that truth in Proverbs chapter 4 is what we're going to get to because in Proverbs chapter 12, and the reason I had you there, as I was reading through the chapter, and, and as I told you recently, just as I do, I read through the chapter and make notes of things that possibly we might study out. Came to verse 8 and uh, was reading the words there, A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. And as I was reading, just uh, actually considering the idea of a perverse heart, I wanted to know if there was other places where that was found, so just did a little search about a perverse heart, other kinds of heart and ended up, well, looking at the word heart in the book of Proverbs and found that you can find the word in 78 verses 81 times. So Proverbs has a lot to say about the heart. In fact, uh, our study is is certainly going to do what I've already kind of did a little bit as I've been preparing, looking at types of heart because there are a number of different kinds of heart that are talked about in in this book. So I, I'm looking forward to maybe making a list of the froward heart or the perverse heart, uh, which are found in, uh, in various places. Uh, and then there's the positive side of the ledger, merry heart or a wise heart. Uh, there are various things that were taught about the heart in the book of Proverbs. But this evening, if you would, let's go back to Proverbs chapter 4, the verse that I introduced just a few moments ago at the beginning. And uh, and, wow, talk about another short outline. We are really being nice. Of course, I added an extra verse, didn't I, to the memory for this month. So I guess I was nice and then I took it away. Uh, So, you know, you never know when we might do that. But let's just look at at Proverbs chapter 4 primarily. And I'd like to just share kind of an overview. And rather than begin a broad study of heart, I think it would be helpful if we understand why we should have a concern about our heart. And this verse really does lay out for us the great importance of making sure your heart is right and you keep your heart right. Because we learn in the verse, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And it's very true. So let's look at this verse Let's get an understanding of it and I hope it will drive us then as we look further at the heart in the book of Proverbs to understand how important our study is and how important it is to examine our heart and see where we are. So let's begin with a solemn or the solemn responsibility. So what is the solemn responsibility is found actually in the first word. So if you can say it, you can can write it in in the notes. A solemn responsibility, keep thy heart with all diligence. Um, I actually even also wrote in a stated requirement. You can put that if you want. But it is a solemn responsibility. You know when someone has physical heart problems? there's a tendency to do what can be done to either allay the problems, to solve the problems, to fix the problems, or to maybe prevent them from happening again. I know that from personal experience myself. When I spent a day at the hospital when I thought what was a heart attack, it affected the days that followed. It affected diet. I was careful about diet because I was aware of the situation. In Proverbs 4, God deals with a heart problem, not physical heart problems, we know, but spiritual heart problems. And in this passage, he says, look, be aware of the fact that they are real, that there are things that, that, that Christians, that people face in life, and we need to be concerned about it. We need to be aware of it. We need to know that it's a reality. It's not just something that other people have. It's something that, that we can have. Keep thy heart with all diligence. And we need to be of the understanding that, as Jeremiah reminds us in many other scriptures, the the heart is wicked. It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Because that's true, then we need to get serious about taking care of the spiritual heart problem. We can't ignore it. A well-known preacher dealt with this passage, and he said this, how many people hit the gym faithfully each week to keep their physical heart in shape but never hit their knees to care for their spiritual heart. He went on, he he said, I like this, cardio-spiritual disease is more rampant in our culture than cardiovascular disease. We need to become painfully aware that our spiritual heart needs attention. The entire book of Proverbs will teach us that in the some 80 times where the word is found, 78 verses or so. Uh, We need to come to the understanding that the heart can easily become sick and needs attention. And it is interesting to me how many today are so concerned about the outward and the, um, if you would, the physical body, but so often neglect the spiritual heart, the spiritual body. And so... But we're challenged by this passage, to keep your heart. Uh, the word it, it keep is interesting. Um, and I, I tried to look at different places where to see if there might be some lessons to be learned. And it was interesting to me to find about four or five different times where it's translated watchman. And that gave me an understanding of what is talked about. I think we understand anyway, keeping your heart with all diligence would be what we of expect it to be. But the thought came to mind that, You know, a watchman had a job of protecting a city. He would be at a high place in the city, and his job was to stay awake and to watch. You know, to be alert to the fact that something might be coming in, that something might be affecting the city, and he needs to not only be aware of it, but then when it comes, when he sees it, he needs to alert the people. And he needs to do what he can to do his part, to inform, and then so the people can prepare and do something about the enemy that might be coming. And so if we wanted to relate it and we use the very word that is used or, or translated that way a couple of times, I need to be alert and awake to the fact that danger lurks outside my life and it can and will affect my heart if I'm not watching, if I'm not careful. So keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So we have the solemn responsibility And uh, again, we're not going to take the time tonight because we're going to delve into the heart a little bit further in coming weeks and we'll see some of the different ways in which this is a reality in specific ways that are talked about in the passage. So the solemn responsibility. Second thing that we see is the stated reason. All right, why do you keep your heart with all diligence? Okay, because it's the... For out of it are issues of life. I I just, um, I I put these words because it's actually in the language. It's the fountain of life. It's the fountain of life. The heart is like a fountain from which all outward actions flow. If the fountain, if what's feeding the fountain is clean and pure, kind of like the illustration we used at the beginning, if the water coming into the, to the uh, well is clean and pure, then that which comes out of the well, this is profound, right, is going to be clean and pure. If it's polluted what's getting in, then what's going to come out is polluted. Now, we understand that, but how many times do we make exceptions to the rule when it comes to our heart? And we don't pay attention to the fact that the, the trash that's going in is going to come out. And we have to be very careful about it because what comes in is going to, like a fountain, pour forth sometime uh, later on in life. You know, one of the problems we've had in Christianity over the years, and and fundamentalism has been guilty of this, is sometimes we emphasize the outside. And I understand the reason why we do that is because it's visible. So we talk about how someone's supposed to dress. We talk about the, the things that people do. And we talk about the outside. But sometimes we give people the impression that if the outside is okay, your hair is cut right, if your dress is right, if your activities are all right, then everything's fine. But the truth is, all those things can be fine on the outside, and you can have a rotten heart on the inside. Um, But eventually, the truth also is, from Scripture and from this passage, is that from the heart, eventually, those things are going to come forth. Now, you can clean up the outside, you can fool people about what's in the heart, but eventually, and in some way, it's going to come forth because what's feeding the heart will come out. It's the fountain of life. It's from which everything flows. Um, so we need to understand that truth and live in light of that. Um, this, this, is a, a, Look, if you would, at Proverbs 23. Just take a moment, if you would. Because in, in Proverbs 23, Solomon uh, wrote a warning to people about people. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? In chapter 23, he said in verse 6, again, this is a rather strange verse, but I hope you'll see the point made. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye? Neither desire thou his dainty mates. Why? For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Now, we don't have time to get off and give you an exegesis of the verse. It really is an intriguing proverb. It's an intriguing thought that he's dealing here in in the matter of relationships and understanding this, that some people will say things that they don't really mean. But but we'll get off on that, that. A lot could be said about it. But he reveals a fact about this man. The man may say a lot of things outwardly that give you the impression, I'm out for your good, I'm interested in you. Come on, let's, let's eat together. But in reality, his heart is far from, from that which is, his words are saying. Because words can deceive. A man's heart, though, will ultimately direct his actions. And that's why he says, don't eat the bread. Don't, don't, don't swallow, the, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't accept the uh, everything that this guy is saying because he indeed may be deceiving you on the outside, but his heart may indeed be real evil. And notice what he says. As he think in, thinks in his heart, what is he really? Let, let me tell you something. You can, you can be absolutely pure and clean on the outside and everyone be very impressed with you, but what you're thinking on is what you are and what God knows you to be. Did you hear that? And what God sees is what's important. Now, does man look on the outward appearance? Yes. Is the outward important? Yes. But the truth is, from the heart flows all the issues of life. And if you're taking care of the heart, then the outward will be taken care of as well. And so a Christian really needs to focus on that heart Because it is the fountain of life. It is what everything comes forth from. And we find that, by the way, in Proverbs in both a positive way and in a negative way. Um, Just, we'll take a moment and and look at it. Although, again, we're going to delve into other things. But go to Proverbs chapter 2, if you would. Because when we preach, we preach, well, if you have an evil heart. And we always preach the negative. uh, Well, not always, but a lot of times that's what we focus on. But when you look at Proverbs, you're going to find a number of places where there's a positive sense that if you're filling your heart with the right kind of things, the right kind of things are going to come out. Look at Proverbs 2, my son, verse 1. If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply what? All right, apply your heart to understanding. Do that. As a Christian, determine. I am going to apply my heart to understanding. All right, then what's going to happen? Well, if you look at verse uh, 9, you see, Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment, and equity, yea, every good path. And then notice what he says. When wisdom entereth into thine heart. So you're seeking it. (laughs) You're trying to get this understanding. That is your goal. That's your desire. That's your focus. That's what you're filling your heart with. You know what's going to happen? Look in verse 11. Discretion is going to preserve you. It's going to keep you. It's going to deliver you from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaks forward things. Do you you see then the benefit? All right, so look, I give attention to this matter. Out of it comes the fountain of life, so I'm going to seek wisdom. And when I seek wisdom, it enters my heart. And when it enters my heart, then it cleans up my outside actions and it gives me discernment and it results in positive things. And then we know the negative side, right? But I'm going to... Let you at least see it. Chapter 5. Chapter 5. And in verse 11. God talks about watching out for the strange woman. All right. But he, in that passage, uh, starts to talk about the destruction that comes. Verse 11. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. And say, how have I hated instruction and my heart? despised reproof. You know, you know what the idea is? Someone came along and said, don't get involved with that woman. Look, 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 that's not the right kind of person. Those aren't the right people to hang around. Change your friends. Change your associations. And the man who has the kind of heart that's not interested in that which is right, he rejects that. And the heart is, if you would, hardened as he rejects that. And it takes him a direction that destroys his life. So we have both sides. Out of um, the, the heart comes the issues of life. And these things flow forth. And so it's really important to keep your heart. The solemn responsibility, the stated reason, it's the five. And then the simple realities. The simple realities. This is, I know, uh, once again, we've been... a amazing you with our profound statements over the last week or so a couple weeks but uh, it takes decision Um, someone made a comment that I thought was great about this it said the heart must be kept because it cannot be conquered and and I thought a lot about that the heart must be kept because it cannot be conquered see our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked it constantly is going to need attention there isn't going to ever come a time in our life where we don't have to guard our heart because the heart can't ultimately be conquered just like every sin can't be conquered either well it can be ultimately but we have a flesh and we have an old nature that's always gonna go the wrong way. And we have a heart that's bent towards sin. And since that's the case, then I have to constantly be making the decision, the choice, a simple reality that that I have got to protect my heart. And I've gotta be careful about that. I've gotta watch the things that I put in. I've gotta watch the things that, that and be careful about what I'm watching. I gotta be careful about what I'm hearing because all these things are going into uh, what makes up a, either a pure or a defiled heart, and it's going to then affect my action on the outside. No. although that's a simple reality, it's not simple to do. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things where, yeah, I know I need to do it. It's kind of like dieting. I know I need to do it, but actually, you know, putting it into practice is not all that simple, but it's a simple reality. It doesn't mean it's easy to accomplish, but it's simple to understand. My heart is never going to be at a place where there isn't danger to be aware of. Does, does that make sense? There's just never going to be a time in my life that, I, that I'll ever... You say, well, it's got to get easier. Uh, well, as you win victory over some things and as you move along in your Christian life... Things do get easier, but here's the truth: there are just always struggles, and it's interesting. But at different ages in life, there are different struggles. So some of the things you struggle with as a as a young person, you may overcome, and then you get to, to you get a little bit older in life, and you start to realize there's a whole other, you know, slew of, of issues that will take your heart away from God. You know, older people, and I'm not one of them, but older people have worries. They have the great advantage of wisdom of years of experience, but they also have the curse of years of experience. A, there are different issues at every age of life that are going to challenge your heart, and you've got to give diligence to it because there's never going to come a time when you have to. It, has, it takes a decision, understanding. I got this. I got an issue with my heart, and I've always got to. I've always got to protect myself. Um, You know we we were talking about how it needs to be chosen. Look at chapter two once again, one more time, verses one and two, because it it is a choice, right? You can apply your heart to understanding, can't you? You can. I mean, it's pretty evident. He said in verse one, "If you'll receive my words and hide my commandments, you can do that." So this is a choice that you can make. It's a decision that you can make. Um, You've got to apply your heart. In fact. Um, I, I like that. He says, apply thine heart to understanding. You know, the word apply means to bend your heart or incline your heart. You've got to direct it that way. But you can It takes a decision that you need to make. Um, and wow, I said we're not going to get into all the other passages. Um, but I'll, I'll, let me mention them. Chapter 3, verses 1 and 3. Chapter 4, verse 4 and 20 and 21. Chapter 6, verses 20 and 21. Chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. All talk about, you making the decision to do something about your heart. It's a choice that needs to be made. It's, it's a decision. And that is a simple reality, but it's something that we need to do. Um, and here's the thing. It's, it's sad, but a lot of times, the only time we decide to make a decision is when we have a crisis. Like, like I should have been doing some things about the heart before I ended up uh, for a day in the hospital. But that's when we start to think about it, right? And sadly, a lot of times what happens with our our spiritual heart is that we get involved in some sin and it's kind of like, I can't believe I did that. And then we come to the realization, I have got to change what I'm doing because I never intended to go that far. Have Have you ever said that to yourself? I can't believe I got here how did I ever do that and so we've got to make that decision of the will I, I, I I'm gonna take this seriously and I need to make changes you know what happened after 9-11 government made a lot of changes oh come on don't don't ever you remember how you used to walk with your family out to where they actually boarded the plane and you could watch them get on the plane and you could watch the plane take off. That was awesome, loved to do that as a kid. Your kids have been deprived of something that was so much fun. Why can't we do it? Actually, I think we could, but, but why can't we do it? Because we all of a sudden realize that uh, we need to protect, something needs to be done so we got serious about it. And God wants us really to get serious about it, understand it's a decision. I'm going to guard my heart. It also takes dedication, a simple reality. Um, again, we're not going to dig into a lot of verses. Um, but if you look at chapter 4, where God talks about keeping your heart with all diligence, many people... Uh, take the verses that follow, and, and I think it's uh, accurate, accurate to do so, and explain that your heart is affected by, well, perverse lips. So when he says perverse lips put far from thee, many would, would say you've got to get away from people who speak perverse things. Why? Because your heart is affected. So watch what you hear. You see, watch where you go. Do you see those things? I mean, it's, it's almost as if there's a beautiful picture here. of Here's your heart. You got to protect it. So watch. Be careful about what you hear. Be careful about what you see, and then be careful about where you go. Be careful little Be careful of what you Oh, you know, be careful little feet where you go. I mean, you know, you got you got that that song that reminds us the truth that. These things are all putting into my heart and mind the kind of things that are going to either destroy or help, if you would, righteous living. And so be careful and do something about it. Make that determination, that decision, you're going to do something about it, and then be dedicated to that task because out of the heart are the issues of life. And uh, you really you got to dedicate yourself. I'm not going to listen to. I'm not going to look at. I'm not going to go to places where my heart is going to be adversely affected. And here's the thing, I, you know, as a pastor, I've, I've talked to people for so, so many different times. People have messed up at times, and um, and you know, it's 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 truly amazing how many how many times people just excuse saying, well, look, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to hurt me. So they'll get involved in something. And, and they, may, you know, they may watch something that they shouldn't watch, and it's feeding the wrong kind of thoughts in their mind. They may be reading books and materials that aren't the best for them and aren't going to help their heart to do that which is right. And they don't understand that, that making an excuse here and making an excuse there has bearing on the whole. But It does. And so we have got to be dedicated to the test, not just make the decision, but dedicated to protecting our heart from the things that are going to ruin it. Now, I put, as the last point, the sad result. And, and I'm running out of time. I ran out of time. But I want you to look at it. So please bear with me for one minute. Just don't get up and walk out, all right? First Kings chapter 11. You say, First Kings eleven. What does that have to do with Proverbs chapter four? Good question. First Kings chapter eleven. This is an important message. The last point, the sad result, is not in the text, but it's found actually in the rest of Proverbs. If you neglect the basic truth, you will ultimately ruin your life. But I have you in 1 Kings 11, verses 1 to 4. And if you read through those verses, and we're not going to read all of them, you'll find the word heart talked about numerous times. God told Solomon, God told his children of the nations, verse 2. He says, for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods. So don't get involved with people of the other nations. Women of the Moabites and other things like that, don't get involved with them because it will turn your heart away. And if you look at the end of verse 3, what does it say? And his wives, because Solomon ignored that, turned away his heart. Um, If you look at verse 4, it says that again, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. His heart was not perfect as with the heart of David his father. And and I, the sad result, and and this is tragic, is the guy who wrote the guy who wrote Proverbs 4, keep your heart with all diligence didn't keep it in the end. And so understand this. I don't I don't care how, how long you've been saved, I don't care how spiritual you are. You will battle with your heart through your entire life. So keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And it's not just one verse that teaches that in Proverbs, it's a multitude of verses where God talks about the heart. Father, help us to understand this truth to live in light of it and i pray that uh, in this coming year but not just in the year that through the rest of our days we would understand the tendency of our heart to stray from you and may we then keep our heart with all diligence and stay faithful and not be like solomon who in the end blew it because he stopped keeping his heart and ignored what your word says himself. And we'll thank you for how you'll help us to do what we ought to do and keep our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you as you keep your heart with all diligence.